What's up, everybody, and welcome to another Seven Figure Photographer Live. It is Tuesday, May 31st, and it feels like a Monday because <laughs> yesterday was Memorial Day. Anyway, welcome, everybody. I hope you guys are having a great time. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope it was a lot warmer for you guys on this holiday weekend than it was for us here in Idaho. We had like, it was like 44 degrees yesterday. It was blah. It was really cold. And it was gross and everything. What's up, Brian? Welcome. Amanda Johnson, hey, hey. How are you? You know, today, surprisingly, and if you guys hear all the background noise, I'm not sure how much you can hear. The printer is, like, printing away. I actually kind of gave you guys a, a heads up last week that we were working on printing. In fact, we had already started on printing. We had already started printing last week a little bit, but we kind of really got into it heavy and pretty much have been printing nonstop. I printed until yesterday afternoon, about two o'clock. I ran out of toner and had nothing open, nowhere I could get more toner. So we ended up waiting until this morning when I was able to get toner at eight o'clock. And then we just got another shipment of toner today. So, which kind of leads me to the whole point of what we're gonna talk about today. And that is adversity is the best university for an education. And honestly, I've always, always felt like that nobody likes it nobody enjoys that educational experience right like nobody enjoys the hard knocks the pain the rough experiences but you know sometimes you learn how to find a little bit of joy in them like some of the good things that come from them. we're going to talk about that a little bit more What's up guys, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Sam Marvin and I have been in the photography industry for 25 plus years. While I love being a creative, business is my passion and elevating the industry of photography is my focus. I created The 7 Figure Photographer to share my journey to 7 Figures and help others find their way too. Say hi to Mia as she just drinks her. <laughs> drinking. Hi. Mia, Mia just got Taco Bell. What are you drinking from Taco Bell? Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper, of I'm course. I'm cheating. That's Mia's, Mia's drink of choice. So anyway, Mia is here with us today. She's going to be answering any questions. Oh, we got Tim here finally. Yes. It's about time. Tim, you're not going to like it because some of our topics is going to be about mailers today, but that's all right. I'm not going to talk to that much about it. And Brian said it was 95 at least. I know. I'm, I I'm a little disappointed. Shane's here too. Hi, Shane. Welcome. You know, what I wanted to talk about is really kind of like some of the challenges and the things that we learn. And a lot of it has come this week from <laughs> this Mailers. experience of, uh, of printing. Now, last year, for those of you who don't know the story, for those of you who do, you get to hear it again. I'm like an old grandpa. I tell the same stories over and over. And I hate <laughs> it because like my dad is that way. And like, I don't ever want to tell the same stories for you guys, but I know some of you forget them and some of you are new here. And so whatever, you get to hear some, some new stories and some of you get to hear some old ones. But we went to St. Louis last year. We drove and drove and drove to St. Louis. <laughs> we drove a long ways to St. Louis. The morning we left St. Louis, it was like, I don't, we left at like five o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning, yeah. at five o'clock. And as soon as the sun was coming up, as we kind of left Missouri and into the state next to it, which I can't even remember which one it was, <laughs> I, we had seen Sal Sincata, and that's why, like, I decided I wanted to buy a printer. I got it in my head that I wanted to buy a printer, right? Mm -hmm. 
and I told Mia all the reasons why I should buy a printer. I was trying to convince her to convince me that I needed a printer. <laughs> she needs to do a better job of convincing me that I don't need shit. <laughs> because let me tell you, we got the printer. And um, I, I was kind of like, I was like, I'm going to find an old used printer that still works great, that can do what I need it to do. I wanted to print booklets and cards like this. And, well, this is off of our new printer. Well, our printer that we bought last year it was new to us. We've done a lot with it. I convinced myself, in case you didn't notice, that I needed a printer so that we could print and start doing more direct mail campaign. And last year we did our first direct mail campaign and it was very successful. Hi, Annie, welcome. It was successful in the fact that the numbers worked out good. The ROI was great. All that stuff was beneficial. Well, this year we decided we wanted to better our chances. <laughs> so we got a little bit overzealous. And when I say overzealous, last week I kind of gave you the numbers. And uh, this week my numbers are no longer valid. No, not valid. We had, we had a little bit of a hiccup with our printer. A, and a hiccup? A, a little hiccup to the tune of $2,400. <laughs> uh, we called the tech in here to come fix something on the printer and he handed me the bill for $2,400 and I about crap my pants. To top that off, because our guide, so this is actually three times what we printed last year. And last year, I think we ended up going through, we went through a lot of ink cartridges or like toner cartridges last year. We did. But this year. We're going through more. We've already gone through 22 ink cartridges. It's kind of like one of those places where you should stop counting. Right? No, we have to count because we got to know the numbers. Because now our mailers just went from being like $6,000 to I think we're right close to $12,000 yeah. after this week. We're not doing good. And so we kind of really effed up. Yeah. Like I screwed something up. But anyway, it's a great learning experience. And that's like the whole point of what I wanted to talk to you about today. So like, should I sell the printer and just get rid of it? And like, say, never doing that again? No, not no. necessarily. In all this process, I've learned a lot of really great things. Well, a lot of really rotten things about my printer. Number one, I learned that I bought the printer with the expectation to be able to print glossy paper, which is this glossy, well, not that you can see it, but this is, this is the glossy paper. The paper alone, we spent $2,000 on paper and which seems like crazy, but when you think about it, I mean, it, it technically was cheaper last year, I thought, than what we were doing. Yeah, <laughs> Tim says, and suddenly I don't feel so bad about the money I wasted on my mailer campaign. And again, I don't think it's a waste. Uh, whatever, what we're doing is not a waste either. Now, will you go grab me a sticker? Yeah. Because I'm going to show them exactly what we're doing. But there's some things that I've learned, like for instance, we've had to basically babysit this thing. I wish I could show you, Dylan's right here next to us. Dylan, lean in, say hi. Dylan's manning the printer right now. You can see him back here in the corner. So Dylan is currently like watching to make sure all the prints feeding it paper because it won't feed through our normal drawers that it's supposed to feed through because of the gloss and everything. So we're, we're working it out. We're figuring out ways to make it work to lessen, well, we were trying to lessen our expenses. Early on, we should have just taken the opportunity and spent the $4,000 to have yep. them all printed through a guy down in, in Salt Lake, but we screwed that up. And, and I was trying to save that money and print with what we had, but it really ended up being, anyway. 
So now my point in all of this is like, there's a lot of challenges that happen. And sometimes like, this is kind of catastrophic. Like it r really kind of is. Like it's, it's a huge hit, like at a time when a huge hit really could have been, could have done without. Now, mind you, I'm still in good spirits about it. Like, yeah, it's annoying me and it's frustrating for me, but like I see the light at the end of the tunnel, like we're gonna get it done. Today we should have, hopefully, we should only have about about 12,000 prints <laughs> left to do after today. Well, no, I'm, I'm gonna try to get through some of it or I'm gonna be here all night. But my point is, is that in every one of the adversities that we deal with, all the challenges that we face or run into, there's something new that we learn from it. Like we've learned that we have pushed this printer beyond its abilities. But at the same time, we've also learned that there's other paper out there that works better for it, that does a really a pretty good job, like all on its own. But it, we also learned that we could spend a little well we could spend about the same amount of money and have somebody else do all the work because when you think about it i'm paying employees to do all these things and it's literally taken like it's gonna by the time we're done it's gonna be two and a half maybe three weeks of yeah, it's solid like this time than it was last like time. time for all of us working in here like just like it's killing us so what are some of the things that we've done with it obviously like i said here's this we have a sticker that's going in with it and then we also have this dropout card which this all goes inside and then it goes in a little so when they pull it out the card drops out like all their high school kids <laughs> so anyway that's kind of uh that's kind of what we're doing with it i've experienced this in a lot of other ways just this week is like all compacted like all compiled in one thing and it's like my numbers i'm monitoring my numbers i'm losing my mind over my numbers like it's just killing me also just the amount of time that we've spent here we've just learned a lot from it and a lot of it has been really good stuff a lot of it has been what Amanda called you extra. I know, I saw that. I was trying to ignore it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I, I don't do anything small, Amanda. That's the problem. And let's just hope that this one actually pays out for us. It might, uh, let's hope. I, but it'll be interesting. You guys are going to get to see like firsthand like what all this is going to be because I'm going to share it with you as we go through. Like you're going to find out exactly how many people, and it might take a while. Like it's, it's going to take a while. We didn't really have somebody had to say it <laughs> thanks brian it it takes a while to get all these numbers but now there's something that i've preached for a long time and i want you guys all to to know this in this particular situation this has nothing to do with working with customers in the business but there's one lesson that i learned a long time ago that i probably should have remembered before i did this myself and that is that I learned a long time ago that just because I can do pretty much anything anybody else can do doesn't mean that I should. That's one of the reasons we have Mia here because I learned a long time ago, I tried, well, it wasn't even that long ago, I tried to do everything on my own, which is what this business used to be back when it was a lot smaller. And I, it's not that I failed, it's just that I learned that it cost me a whole lot more money sometimes to try to do it on my own to save money than it does to just pay other people to do it. Now these, what? I wanna see if it's more than just money too. 
like your oh, stress time. level. Yeah, has, my stress level. Like all that kind of stuff compounds into it. Yeah. Now these cards, I made this decision early on. This is actually a smart decision. I was like, okay, I can print these 4,000 of these for like maybe 400 bucks, right? 450 bucks. So I was, that's what I decided to do. I was like, okay, let's cut that part out of our process and let's print these early on. And so I printed these. <laughs> what? We should have done it completely opposite. We should have printed know. those on here. Yeah, right. And but anyway, we did these. We printed them through Vistaprint. Ended up being only 200 and, or $300 exactly. to print all 4,000 of these. Obviously, I wasn't going to do the stickers myself, even though Mia suggested it. <laughs> I did. Yeah, wacko. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you imagine? Like, the box we have. Go grab the box real quick. And let's show people, like, the box of these stickers. Like, I could make these stickers not fabulously, like, but I could make them. I could do these stickers. Now this is this is the box full of stickers. Yeah, like, look, look how many good. stickers there are. <laughs> that box is huge, and it's so heavy. Like, I'm surprised it's she can even. I barely could lift it. It's so heavy. Like, look on the label and see how much it weighs. Everybody just saw your shake, shake. I'm sorry. Yep. So anyway, the one thing that I've preached for a long time is that, and like I said, this has nothing to do with customers, but we oftentimes do have adversity that has everything to do with customers. For instance, I had an experience years ago where a customer was just an absolute nightmare. She threatened to sue me. She caused problems. She, you know, basically threatened to slander my business, which she had no leg to stand on. However, it's just that whole feeling, that experience. And oftentimes we create policies and procedures to eliminate those kinds of people. Now, photographers are notorious for this. We do this all the time. We create the non-refundable deposit because let's be real, we all spend the money as soon as we get it. And then when customers have something come up and we want to fight and keep all of the money to ourselves, which I think only hurts your business more so than it does any good for your business to hold that money from people. Because if people are asking for a refund, they have a reason. So my point is, is and, and the thing that I've preached for so long, is don't let your education or your experiences, your ad adversities, I kept saying adversaries, your adversities create policies that protect you more from your customer. Just be a better business owner and learn from your adversities. Now, I've had so many experiences in my life and so many things that have taught me new things in, in business. This is one of them. Like this printer is great for a lot of things and we're going to continue to use it and probably use it. For, and it, maybe I might just, I'm, I might get a wild hair and decide to sell it and get a better one. <laughs> better one? Well, yeah. Did like you say better? Yeah, maybe like, I don't know. Like there's things like, think about how much this thing has done for us this year. Yeah, plenty. Let's just leave it where it is. <laughs> I'm mad at it. I want it to do what I want it to do. Like, but my point is, is like, don't always look at the adversities in your business or in your life as like such terrible things. Like we pay a lot of money for education and education that enlightens us. We go to sync, we go to imaging, we go to WPPI, we pay for classes there. We pay for workshops and we pay a lot of money for those things. But like some of the experience that you gain from failed attempts, like there's nothing in the world. Think about, I think we talked about this a couple months ago, like 
Tesla or SpaceX, like how much mm -hmm. like those rockets were like $53 million or something like that. Something ridiculous. 50, I don't remember what they were, but they were like, they were a, or a 500 million. I don't remember what they were. But do you think that they got the first rocket that they created or built to work perfectly? Absolutely not. Like they knew that they were going to build these massively expensive rockets that were going to blow to smithereens. And that like, like take $53 million in multiple boxes that Mia was carrying and just <laughs> burn it, put TNT to it and blow it to smithereens. Like, like that's basically what happens when they do that. So knowing that you're going to expect now, I say this, I, I thought this year was going to be the year that like this went off of that. I was ready to hit print and just watch them pump out booklets. Like, cause they actually come out, um, our booklets come out just like this right here, folded, ready to go. Now, what we've been experiencing is like some of them are coming out like, like this. <laughs> Those don't cut so well. This is the final result. We cut it so that we have a true to the, like a uh, bleed is what it's called, a full bleed. It does a beautiful job when we do a few. When we do it on glossy, it's not a beautiful thing. But like I said, a lot of amazing things that we've learned from the experiences that we've had. I've Think about all that you've learned in your life from experiences that you've had, like the, the bad things that have happened to you. Like for instance, when you get, you have your assistant drop you off at the, the airport, <laughs> maybe don't let her drive your car back because she'll crack the windshield. She's such a punk. <laughs> like, but, so I, she's she's going to be butthurt about it all day. <laughs> I was totally kidding about it. It's actually the one crack that has never like gone anywhere. It went all the way through the winter time and didn't go anywhere. No, it didn't go anywhere. So like, but it did like the instant it cracked and I was like crying. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But like all these things are great learning experiences. And sometimes they're learning experiences in the way of like, like I learned how I can find toner a whole lot cheaper than buying it through our local company that came in and charged me $2,400 to change a little bar. Like those are the things you learn. We bought the new printer just not too long ago. The other printer, the other big print. Well, you see the one in the background of Mia's. Yeah, that, that's a giant printer that Dylan's over there by. He just walked by. That's, that's a giant 60-inch printer that crapped out on us this year. And so <laughs> we, we replaced that printer. And in doing so, I actually found a new supplier for print media, like our fine art print media, our, our canvas and stuff like that, with people that are A, more helpful, and also give us a better, pro a better price on wholesale account. And so that kind of stuff, like, like that adversity, like might save us a lot of money. But also I had an opportunity to do some education with the guy that's like the first best or like top most inkjet printing guy in the world. <laughs> and I had some opportunity to do some education with him and learned a lot from him. And so like all those things, like, yeah, I didn't, nobody wanted to buy a new $12,000 printer just to get an education for some stuff that we could have paid a couple hundred dollars for. But I'm just saying, like, those are things that we learned. I also learned a lot about, a lot more about the intricacies and details inside our printers by going through that experience. Again, I don't want to pay that kind of money for those kinds of experiences, but at the same time, they're going to happen no matter what. Yes. And those experiences are great when we can take from it. Now, I think all too often 
what we do is we get so upset and so downtrodden and frustrated and angry that we have a tendency to miss the value that comes from these experiences. I was actually one of my coaching clients, I won't say any names, that I was working with. She called or she messaged me and was like, had this one client that she was like, they were wanting to book with her, had all these questions. It was kind of a nightmare. And she kept saying, I shouldn't take this client. I shouldn't take this client. And I said, well, you've kind of already told them you had availability. You need to take it and learn from the experience. And so she did. And she ended up having, I think it was like a $2,600 sale from it when she thought it was only going to be like $800. So it ended up like being decent. Things were good. She still was kind of bummed that it was less than her new her new average now, but it was a great learning experience. And, and it was one of those things that helped her to realize, okay, like I see where some red flags are that I need to be able to look at and say, okay, that's like, that's not a good, a good thing. Shane said, John Maxwell calls it failing forward. I've actually done whole YouTube videos or whole com or uh, videos about that specifically failing forward, making sure that you have forward progress in, in your failures. And I think that it's really interesting because failure really, like it's such a screwed up word because when you do learn from it and you grow from it, like how is it really a failure? Like, I don't, I don't know that you could even call it. I think that failure is only a failure when you stop trying and you walk away from it. That's when it's a failure. So I know that's kind of a whole different, like whatever it is. So any questions or thoughts? Brian says they are old Russian rockets you can get for like $19.99 on the black market. I, I think Tim's thought, well, he didn't, it wasn't a thought. He just said you're so optimistic. And I think for me, that's one of the things when you're in adversity, remembering what your core values are and how you use those to overcome those adversities is important. Because I think for me, optimism is one of my core values. And so I try and, and use I, that. It goes back to that. Yeah. And... For the record, I am optimistic, yes. However, Mia gets to see the <laughs> negative, like the like sometimes I am just really frustrated, down on myself, hard. Like it like you guys don't get to see that aspect, but it's there. Like it legitimately is there and it is sometimes just incredibly overwhelming. But being able to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and look at it and say, okay, what did we learn from this situation and what could we do better? what could we change to make it better next time? And I think that that's really, it's not really about optimism. It's about like looking for the possibilities in everything or looking for how you could better anything you have. So yes, I guess, you know, like no matter how you cut it, it is optimism. It's looking at the better part of things, but it's avail it's there for everybody. Charity says, thank you for this reminder. I try to tell myself these things often. Life is the best educator. It really is. It's like, it, it was really interesting today because when I was trying to come up with my topic, because I do that, you know, the morning of, <laughs> I'm going to get better one of these days. It was interesting because I typed in the word adversity and I was thinking about like how like learning from adversity and I was like, adversity and university, university. are like... <laughs> two of almost the same thing. And really adversity is the best university for an education. Mia is laughing at me. Yeah. Why, why are you laughing at me? No, I'm, you're fine. Mia would rather not have any adversity. I'm, I'm kind of done with adversity for a while. I, I think I want a break. <laughs> well, we won't turn the camera to Mia because no. we don't want her to start crying. Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want a break. <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, oh, Gordon's on here. Gordon says, Sam, so what do you do to find those things to learn from versus sorting out the negative crap that pulls you down? They can look a lot alike. They can, however, like, I guess, you know, I used to have, like, my motto used to be, I, I refuse to fail. Until I realized that failure was actually a good thing and that it was proof of progress or proof of effort. I know I didn't come up with this quote. It, it had to have come from somewhere else. But I've always said that failure, uh, or what is it that I always say? It's um, failure, failure, success is paved. Or yeah, the, failure. the road to success is paved in failures. That's what it is. And I know that came from somewhere else, but it's something that mm. I've said for a long time. But it, I also say that failure is proof of effort. Now, how do I, how do I identify the things there that could be better. I think that the biggest thing is I don't, I never just throw my hands up and just give up. Like I look for, I, I say it and I get ready to, in fact, like that was kind of the whole thing this last week was, I was like, I don't see any possibility of getting this done right and on time. We're gonna be behind. We're already behind, behind. as because of today or tomorrow, we're officially behind. Yeah. So what are my options? Like, what can I do? I tried multiple different papers. Like I went back and forth to the guy that like sold me the printer and bought papers from him. I bought more papers and I was like, okay, like what can we do? And in the process, I started to see like, things happen like I started to see okay if I put them in this tray it prints longer than if I put it in that tray if I clean the the polars the little the little I don't know what they're called the other than little that. rubber like paper feeders if I clean them every thousand sheets they do a lot better we also recognize that when we feed them from the the what is it called the bypass tray that we don't actually lose any of our sheets to crumpling or jamming we just get a jam that is click button fix and hit the button and we don't lose any prints and so that was one of those things where we're like okay well this is the fastest this is what we can do to get by and we can make it work but at the same time i'm also keeping track of everything going on with it and i'm saying okay where are we at price wise like is this more than we expected to spend yes it's a lot more than we expected to spend should I, I actually think that that was kind of more of just a lack of, of proper calculating on my part. Cause like, if you think about it, like if this, if the one last year cost us $4,500, then technically this one, because it is three times the amount of paper should cost us three oh, times the at. amount of money. So realistically, like it's, it's not far off, but it's identifying where you can better things. Um, I used to, when I was a kid, my dad made me mow the lawn with a push mower. We were on an acre, acre and a half or something like that, I think. And we had a lot of grass. My dad considered himself a green thumb, had a big, beautiful garden and a lot of grass. And it was a lot to mow. As a kid, I freaking hated it. And I was like, can we just get a riding lawnmower? Like, <laughs> this is so, All but it would, it would literally take me like, I don't know, like three, four hours on the weekend to, to mow the lawn and things I would do, like I would mow the lawn, like for a part and I'd get bored of doing it. I'd be like, I'm going to go watch TV or get a drink of water. I'd go in and get a drink of water and sit down on the, and my dad would come in one door and like, I figured it out. That was like, <laughs> that was my thing. I'd figured out that when my dad came in one door, I'd sneak out the back door 
And like, I could stay out of trouble that way. And I'd start up the mower and I was like, I was just getting a drink. Well, one day my dad caught onto it and he came at me with a gas weed eater <laughs> and like hit me on the butt with it, which hurt really bad. And so I learned that that hurts. We don't do that anymore. But my point was that like even all those jobs, everything I did in my life, I was like, okay, how can I do this more efficiently? And sometimes looking for a more efficient way is what you learn. But also if you take on every single challenge, no matter what it is, as the opportunity of this is probably gonna fail at least once or twice, and maybe, maybe set your mindset that this isn't gonna fail, but there's gonna be some challenges that come with it. When you look at it objectively like that, then you know that there's going to be things and you know that you're gonna look at it with an opportunity to learn from it. Everything in my photography business, everything in my business altogether has been failures. Well, I can't even say they're failures. They've been bumps in the road and they've been redoing them. And I see so many of you, I'm not gonna name any names, so many of you that just wanna throw your hands up after the first like bit of adversity. And the reason I am where I am is because I've never, I just have never accepted failure in any way. Like I've always been like, I'm, I don't care what this is gonna take, I'm gonna do it. Like buying this printer was, I, I had like a budget of three to $5,000. We ended up buying, the printer was $15,000 after everything, it was like about $20,000. It was not on the, not on the, <laughs> not on the budget last year, but I wanted it so bad. I wasn't going to accept no. I figured out a way to make it happen. And let me tell you, despite the fact I've loved it, it has been a challenge, but I've learned a lot about this type of printing. And like, if you remember last year, it took us like three or four days, or maybe it took us, like to it took us like three days. One thing out just to get the first booklet to print right. Like yeah, every, like we were printing and it was printing like sheets, like this one upside down and the other that one right side mess. up. And so we like tried to lay it out right. And then like we learned some lessons. This year I printed one copy as a mistake or one mistake copy. I knew exactly what to go to to fix it, printed it right. And then we kept track like, Mia has like all the different ones. Like we just wrote proof on the top of all of them and kept track of all the changes, like the different things that we were fixing, mainly just like grammatical errors, like uh, spelling corrections, that kind of stuff. And it was like, we knew that we were gonna make mistakes. And so we planned for it, but we just didn't plan enough for it. Yeah. So I think too, you can like, you really, if you write things out, like we have, we have this big old whiteboard that you can't see, but if you write things out, you can literally make a list. Like this is our mailers. These are the things that went good. These are the things that went bad and just list them out, Gordon. And then for whatever it is that you're going through. But I think lists are powerful. I think you just keep it somewhere, store it in a box, store it in your filing set, whatever it is, and look back at it and remember the things that are good and the things that you never want to do again. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so, and because you said that, it, it reminds me like one thing I decided I wanted to do was get really good at cooking brisket on a, on a Traeger. <laughs> okay. A number of years ago. I don't know if you know this, but a brisket, like a good brisket, it's like 55, 60 bucks. Right. And I was so excited that the first time I slap it on the, the thing, I'm cooking it. Everything went wrong and it was terrible. 
But I, like, I was determined, and I literally have a brisket journal. Yeah, see, that's perfect. <laughs> and I started keeping track. Every time I'd cook a brisket, I would add a little something to it, and I would put it into the journal entry, and now I cook a pretty mean brisket. I just don't have a smoker anymore. <laughs> Last night we cooked tri-tip, and I was yeah, like, I was like, flavor was great, but we need to figure out how to get it more like tender and so like you can do the same thing in business like right now one of the biggest things that clutters my desk is mail i hate opening my mail in fact i make mia open my mail and then i don't read any of it. no i spent all I know. this time like, people are like i it. sent you this mailer and i'm like oh yeah i don't care i didn't i didn't open it i'm not going to open it and so like last week i was thinking about it. i was like you know what i'm tired of the clutter on my desk like we need some sort of new system for how to take care of mail so that it doesn't affect us, doesn't clutter us. I don't need to read through the garbage. And so just like in our phone calls, Mia, like if you called the studio right now, you may not get to talk to me because like if you don't say the right things, Mia's going to be like, sorry, I'll take a message and I'll have them call you back. <laughs> it's the same thing, like having a gatekeeper, having a way to deal with every issue and how to work with them. So anyway... Creating a journal or, or writing it down. Using Trello is a great way to do this. So yeah. use Trello to keep track of things. You know, we've done that a lot. We've, one of the biggest things that slows us down on creating frames was trying to remember the measurements, that how to measure the frame correctly so you cut it. And what I did for that was I just went into Google Sheets and I created this nice form that makes it, it's called cut measurement and it doesn't look anything spectacular, but does its job but all you have to do is put the stuff in there that you need and it tells you exactly what to cut it so that's one of the things that i've done to just make everything simple because i made the mistake so many times where i would measure and i'd forgotten something and i'd cut the frame and then i wasted a big chunk of frame because i cut it too small or too big or whatever uh, too big doesn't ever waste it it just cut a little bit more off but it might waste more of the frame <clears throat> And so that's kind of the same thing. If you have a problem, find the problem and find a resolution or a way to fix the problem instead of just letting that, like adjusting for the problem and never actually fixing it or dealing with the problem. Like knowing that you're going to have so much. I mean, that's what a lot of companies do. They, they expect like, like Walmart knows that they will have, I think it's like 50 or a hundred million dollars a year, $150 million a year in loss to pickpocket or not pickpocket um stealing right? what is it called stealing oh yeah shoplifting shoplifting <laughs> so they literally they expect they're going to have this much so they create systems and and procedures to lessen that but they budget for let's just say a hundred million it's an astronomical amount of loss every year but they budget for it specifically they their prices are based on absorbing a hundred million dollars a year in loss that's why they have departments called loss prevention departments one of the coolest things i in the book of the month this month atomic habits it was speaking to me this morning because it was talking about how japanese have like some of the most efficient train systems in the world because they have a point and call system and those things are created and what that means is like when the train conductor or engineer is dri is driving the train he would point to every green light, red light, or point to certain things and call them out. And it's called a point and call system. And so it was talking about how to create 
or stacking habits. Stacking habits. Basically saying, okay, well, every time I take my shoes off, then I'm gonna put my slippers on. And so it's, you create a, a point or a, a call and you create a, what was it? It was like a... I don't know the exact, I don't remember the exact yeah. words but, that he uses. But it's just, it's just identifying all the things that... It's like a trigger. Basically. Yeah, it's a trigger, but it's the same thing as creating a system. Yeah. And those systems are how you deal with those things. Gordon, that was a really long answer for what you were trying to, to ask, but I hope it made sense. <laughs> Dare we ask if there's any more questions? Brian <laughs> said, I cooked tri-tip last night, beer and soy sauce mix. That sounds good too. I, I guess I don't know. I don't know how I feel about beer, but I, I know it's a good good one for cooking. I don't know. I've never. So anyway, that's all I got for you guys today. If you have any other questions, feel free to ask or send me a DM. I will see you again Monday. Yes. Of next week, uh, we're going to once a week, and it's weird for me, and but Mondays. Mondays at noon. So you can't taste it. Yeah, I guess that makes. Sense. So what's the point of the beer if you can't taste? Like, is it just? Is it create some sort of chemical? I wonder if it's something to do with the chemical aspect or like some sort of meat breakdown. Because I know they use beer for a lot of things. Well, I think there's still some sort of like a flavor, but not like a moisture mostly. Taste. He says. Well, yeah. Like, have you had beer cheese? No. Beer cheese. Where's there's a place that has beer cheese, like, and it's good, but like you can really taste the the hoppiness of it. Yeah. But maybe that's not what it is. Maybe it's just. Anyway, I don't know. yeah, so certain things have, have certain efforts. Yeah, Dr. Pepper would break down the meat. I use it on brisket. Yeah, I use Dr. Pepper, or actually, no, I use Coke on I use ham. Dr. Pepper. Oh, on ham? Yeah, because it caramelizes over the ham. It's so good. Huh. I yeah. use Dr. Pepper in like a, a Sloppy Joe's or something. there's something else I use. Now, that. one of my favorites is tequila lime chicken. I use tequila, mm -hmm. like lemon, lemon, lemon what is pepper? it? Yeah, no, there's a lemon lime to, or tequila or something like that and i'll put it in like that inject it good. in chicken it's so good so in fact good. i had this one time when i was right at, when i was in college and there's this girl that thought she like she wouldn't leave me alone it was weird but she came over to my house one day she was mormon she came over to my apartment so huh so you made her tequila chicken no no no, no. but she was so annoyed like because my roommates and i were kind of messy at the time and she was so she starts like cleaning our kitchen and she finds the bottle of jack daniels oh, my gosh. oh it was jack daniels not not tequila jack daniels lemon 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 lime chicken it was jack daniels lemonade or something like that so she finds this big bottle and she pours it out down the sink. And oh, she's no. like, you won't be needing this. And I was like, who are you? Get out of my apartment, lady. <laughs> so anyway, her name was Birgit. Ew. Yeah. Really? She was German and she was like, I was afraid of her. She was scary. She could beat me up. <laughs> Somebody you were afraid of? Yeah. Okay. Um, Amanda uses apple bourbon on her pork chops. That sounds good, too. Oh, that does sound kind of good. Sam says y'all are making me hungry. I am hungry now. I got, I got my lunch. You I can go lunch. eat. Okay, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I actually have everything queued up for our outro music, so we'll go to Look that. Look at you. Peace out, Girl Scout.